Hey everyone, this is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you another amazing episode of the podcast, which do say so all the time, even if it's true or not. Uh, you decide. Truth or lie. Only one of us being one personality and whatnot, that's not going to go anywhere. Anyway, but uh, I digress. Uh, this is episode 85, which is uh, part three of the Femme Magnifique Trilogy. Uh, that uh, will probably be the last of just the dedicated Femme Magnifique podcasts. Uh, I did talk to a few people who are a part of the project while I was at Emerald City Comic Con, and so they might come to to do smaller little interviews that I'll eventually cobble together, but it's fully funded. It can only get more funded at this point, so please, uh, as of when this drops on Friday, I think there's another week left, so please go out and support Femme Magnifique however you can. Um, there's some rad stuff, and it's up to 50 stories now instead of 30, so that just means more amazing creators and more amazing stories about amazing women. Amazing! Uh, this is, uh, as I said, episode 85, which uh, was recorded in um, Shelley Bond's hotel room during Emerald City. Uh, Shelley was very gracious to uh, provide a space for us to record. Uh, it was Shelley, myself, uh, Megan Hutchison, Kelly Fitzpatrick, and Karina Bechko. Uh, we just kind of got together, we had some champagne, some wine, and just uh, talked Femme Magnifique you know, for about an hour. So, uh, and, and it was great, and I can't thank the four of them enough for dedicating some of their time, which all of us, I think, were tired and exhausted for whatever reasons, you know, even if it wasn't con-related. Um, they were so gracious and generous with their time to, to spend talking to me about this. So, again, ladies, if you're listening to this intro and you haven't just skipped ahead, uh, thank you so much, and I just, I just, appreciate and adore the hell out of all of you. So thank you for that. And thank you for you. Thank you to you, the listener, for getting this far in. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's all I'll do for right now. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you were at Emerald City Comic Con and you went to the panel I was on, uh, thank you. And if you've brought people into this podcast, if you're new, welcome. I don't know how much that's going to generate, but I welcome all listeners and I welcome all feedback. So please, uh, please to enjoy the Magnifique Part Three from Emerald City. Camp. Probably. There we go. Yay. Yay. Pretend that that was me. Yeah. <laughs> that part, but no one in my family would believe it. <laughs> not even, not even my husband. It's like we did it, yay! In, in celebration of Femme Magnifique being uh, fully funded and just going to get more funded. Excellent. Well, thank you. Yay! So we are all going to click glass. Yeah. yeah. I want you, but it might explode. Are you going to have the champagne or the wine? Or both. Champagne. She's going for both. Yeah. Okay. They're all grape based. You can have both. Yeah
Oh, I am. I'm here. prepared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody, cheers. 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 I'm not that prepared. <laughs> Bring the tea. Cheers. It's the Fem Magnifique <laughs> Champagne Podcast. Happy hour. Extravaganza. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's not. I'm, I mean, it's open, nice. but it's not. Yeah. It's not it's terrible. So I do the things my father it. taught me to do. Like, you know, <laughs> it needs to open. <laughs> it needs oh to breathe. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, ladies, we're all here, and we're all talking about the same thing. Um, and I think we're just gonna go. We'll just go back and forth between everybody. We don't have to like do one individually because uh, I don't know. Did you send them the questions before or? Mm-mm. No. Okay. The, I mean, it's basic stuff. Can't so. Recall at this point in time, I have a very small part of my brain working. At the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, just for safety's sake, uh, this is that girl, the curls podcast, and uh, I'm going to have each one of you just introduce yourself really quick, um, just so people know what the sound of your voice is when you're talking. So we'll start over here, actually, with Shelley. Do I have to go first? Fine, we'll start over here. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Someone's at the well, edge Megan, has to do this. Megan, we put Megan to work. She's she's the one that picked out all the wine. Yeah. I wasn't going to take responsibility for, like, choosing really horrendous wine. So that's Megan. <laughs> and she also popped the cork and pretended that I was popping the cork to impress people. There you go. It's like, nice the me- now that you've told it. I know. <laughs> now I, the cat's out the bag. Oh, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, yeah. Is this thing on? I didn't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I just say all those things? Is that loud? Had too much champagne. Already. <laughs> and a Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not kidding. It's the champagne of Cokes. There we go. It's yeah, the it's the classy wine. one. Oh, it's the home <laughs> point Diet Coke. Bring it on, tall boy. Next, you're going to get like a Pabst or you're just going to. I'm going to go for it for sure. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with you, Megan. Okay. Um, I'm Megan Hutchison. I am an artist and writer. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm doing rock stars uh, for Image Comics. And uh, developing some other stuff and drawing weird things and demonic things and horror things. All are awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're all Everyone welcome. loves that shit. No, I was going to say, I was going to compliment you on your necklace. Like, oh, the... yeah. That was, this was a gift I got today. People just bring me skulls. Is so, it a, is it a raven? Yeah, it's a, it's a raven skull. So it's so, so cool. cute. Nice. I know, right? It, you really wear it well. Well, well thank you. Your raven hair. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. I like to dress jealous. in theme. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I wish people brought me skulls. Like, yeah. be awesome. we'll put it out in the universe. <laughs> and we'll like, maybe I should. Wait, <laughs> maybe I should not say that. Don't yeah. put that out in the. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't take uh, it out. I don't do a lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, there was a place I saw. They actually had like owl skulls, and I'm a huge owl. Enthu- I'm an owl enthusiast. Oh, nice! And so nice. Uh, saw that I was like, should I? Should I? The answer yeah, is I always bat, yes. I have a bat skeleton that I picked up in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. that's there's cool shops that have that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I went to Baltimore, I was like, I have to pay my respects to Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. And I oh, like, I did that too. Yeah, I did that too. The, the goth girl in me from high school <laughs> oh, yeah. was like, okay, yeah, yeah. How is it of the eighty plus people? Who actually are participating? There are five goth girls here. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> it just occurred to me. We all, we all have blonde hair. We have 
all have black hair in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Mine has been growing out for 14 months, mm-hmm. but I still have got the tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone else has this like tremendous, really oh, to purple, awesome yeah. black hair. That still counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I had to shift towards the you know browns more because I was like, my, I'm just so pale that the black oh, just really. See, I just don't <laughs> know. I I used yeah. to have to. Well, for years, I was telling people like, no, my hair is not black. It's brown. It's like a really dark brown naturally, and they would just like, your hair's black. Like, <laughs> thank you for telling me what my hair color yeah, is. Exactly. No one knows anymore with me. They <laughs> <laughs> just stopped guessing. Didn't you do like a uh, after? First of all, it's Kelly. Come oh, on. I'm, yeah. I'm Kelly Fitzpatrick. I color shade the changing girl bitch planet supergirl being super a new book <laughs> called redline that's coming out and uh, yeah and i work with megan on rockstar my god you're like coloring some of the best comics that are out there mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. yeah for you. sure I'm, i feel really lucky to be working on what i'm working on i'm working on josie also which i really like oh my god oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a rockstar you are a colorist <laughs> We have a rock star colorist in the room. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm aware. Like, yeah, that's nuts. How do you color that many monthlies? Do you sleep? Uh, I do sleep. <laughs> I, I sleep a shockingly large amount. I just don't go out and do a lot of things. Oh, okay. And I work on weekends. Kind of like the rest oh, of us. Yeah, yeah. 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 with uh, day jobs and yeah, right. Okay. Oh my. I have a day and night job, and it's coloring comics, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same thing, but it's kind of awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love it, so it's, you know, it works out. Hey, yeah. what a great then it's not really a job, is it? Well, sometimes oh, it is. Oh, it's still a sometimes job. Sometimes it's a job. <laughs> Unfortunately. But it's not really work. Yeah, it's still work. It's still work. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll go over to Corinne. Oh, Karina. Karina, sorry. No, no. Um, let's see, what am I working on now? Oh, uh, I co-write Invisible Republic, which we got a Hugo nomination this summer, which is yeah. cool. Yay! Yay! That's huge. That's yeah, awesome. That was unexpected. So I co-write that with Gabriel Hardman. Who is her husband? Who's because, my husband, yes. Because she follows my edict, which is <laughs> marry your favorite artist. Okay. And, <laughs> and then you might get a Hugo nomination. Right? You know. That's awesome. If that's the path to success. <laughs> right? You know, can I you hook me up I, with an artist? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I've been I saying that for I'm years to Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing... Um, Angel season eleven right now too. Oh, nice! Oh, I know that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. It just started. So. Mm. <laughs> well, I've been writing it for a long time. It just came out. Does yeah. Wesley come back? <laughs> we are on a time travel road trip this season. Ooh, so. Ooh fun! Ooh. Lovely. <laughs> so you also have um, another career that you talk about quite a bit on Twitter and on Facebook, so share that with everybody. Uh, I'm trained. Uh, my training is as a zoologist, where I have a zoology major at least. So. I do a lot of work with animals, but right now I'm spending a lot of time being a fossil preparator at the Natural History Museum. That is really cool. That's amazing. But I spend like 8 or 16 hours a week doing that, so... I am hoping that I will go on my first dig this summer. Oh, so cool. It was either San Diego Comic-Con or go to Utah and be out of range of everything for two weeks, but I think I'm going to go to Utah. I think that's the right decision. We got your back at San Diego. Okay, good. We're going to keep your fans happy. Don't worry. We got you covered. That girl with the curls supports this decision. Is that going to be like the dinosaur trip you were talking about for a while? That's great. She's going to live the Jurassic Park dream. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> All right, Shelly, now you have oh, to go. Really? Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm Shelly Bonds, and I'm the senior editor of special projects of Black Crown at IDW. Yeah. 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 secret that I was allowed to reveal yesterday, so mm-hmm. I'm really psyched about that new imprint. It's going to be comics with swagger, but what I'm talking about today 
which is just as epic, is Femme Magnifique. Yep. We're uh, basically we're here to talk about this because it's uh, I mean it's already funded. It's going to get more funded, and it's already amazing just the amount of talent you've gotten together, not you know, including people in this room. It's like exclusive to those two those people as well. But um, yeah, so we've I've been we uh, in the royal we sense. Um, <laughs> is there any other royal? <laughs> sense? I mean, if I trace it back, there's probably some kind of a prince or a queen. Well, there. my husband's British, so and I'm an Anglophile, so it works. Continue as you were. No, I did. So side note, I did the Ancestry.com thing oh. at one point, and there comes a point where you cannot rely on it anymore because it's How shocking. Yeah, right. <laughs> my yeah, my dad's been stuck for years, and he finally had to hire a guy. In Ireland, to help us find out where we're from exactly. Uh, I had that. I have that with Italy. Uh, my great grandfather came over from Naples, and uh, we were trying to figure that out. But in it- Italian record keeping, it's just ridiculous. Same with Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, especially in like Mayo County or County Mayo, County Mayo. Mayo. Yeah, Ooh. no one lives there. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to people listening to this. I'm in the big county. Oh no! If, uh, if if anyone who's like a regular listener knows, tangents are going to happen, so don't worry about that. And I'm going to start them. So uh, I actually want to start with you, Shelley, first, just to talk about the impetus behind Femme Magnifique, and then sure. uh, if you could talk about how you uh, recruited these wonderful ladies. Well, I promised them lots of money, <laughs> free trips to Europe because I have connections, and. They can write and draw any kind of comic book they want for me for the next ten years. So basically, and champagne, and champagne, and, champagne. <laughs> and, and God today's music. roar, mm-hmm. and God music, a free hair dye for their for their black hair to touch up their roots whenever they need. <laughs> my God, that is a swag bag of proportion. My father always said, "Don't be cheap. People work hard for a living. Be a good tipper. Don't cheap out." So here I am, rolling out the red carpet. the The story about Femme Magnifique um, is. It's pretty simple. Um, I There were two things that happened to me in November. Um, one that really irritated me, and one that really inspired me. So the first one, no big shocker, was the election results. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me it was just devastating because it was a missed opportunity to have a woman in the White House because we need one in the White House. Mm-hmm. So I, I was yes. bummed, and what really was was disheartening to me was I was looking online, and I was talking to people, and there was nothing but negativity, particularly in the comic book industry. And I've been in this wonderful field for a quarter of a century, and I was really bothered by how vehement everyone was. There's enough rhetoric on TV. There's enough drama all over the place. Community. We've got. I felt like we had to come together and just say, you know what, enough. Let's channel the energy. Let's put some positivity into it. So I knew I wanted to do something, but it really crystallized a day later. Because my absolute favorite female front woman, singer-songwriter Roisin Murphy, who is Irish, by the way. I'm not sure where she's from, Kelly, but perhaps. <laughs> so she was playing live at the El Rey Theater, which is a legendary small mm-hmm. concert hall. It is hall. a wonderful venue. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that I've been a huge Malopo fan for years, thanks to my husband, who will not talk to me anymore about the band, because I have now <laughs> taken over the local and Roisin Murphy, so much to the point that he doesn't want to even listen to the music, because it's just, it's my music now. You've surpassed him. <laughs> I've surpassed him. He did not want to go to the concert. He doesn't like to see live shows with me, because he's six foot two, and I'm not. <laughs> so when I'm in the front row, people throw cans at him, and mm-hmm. say, move, you, big guy. I'm familiar with right? this happening. I know. Corinna and I have so much in common, because we're diminutive, and our husbands are 
Huge. Or not so much. Quite tall. I shouldn't say huge. I say they're tall. Okay. I hope that, yeah, we're not going to go backwards. So I'm at the concert. I'm at the concert. I'm by myself. I've gone to concerts by myself my whole life because I go to dance and to just like really watch the performance. And I I am a front row girl. Just move out of my way. I'll crawl between your legs if I have to. So I've got a pretty good view. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know I post those pictures a lot too. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was surrounded by a crush of people. And it was amazing. I looked around, and these were super fans. And there was nothing more uplifting than to see all of these people mm. dancing and appreciating the artistry of Roisin Murphy's performance. I mean, to me, she's a performance artist. Her lyrics are so insightful and so inspiring. They're part bombastic and, and part exhilarating and part demented and just... They say so much about the world today. And even some of the music that's much older that maybe came out in like 02 or 03, it's all so socially relevant. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's electronic, so it's dance music too. So mm. I looked around and I was like, you know, this is what I need to do with the comics community. We're like this, we're this group of like-minded people. We're here for a reason, we're a small group. And right now I'm really enjoying myself. Let's all come together and let's do what we do best. Let's put together a comic book. So that's really when it crystallized. I came home from the concert. I was in big trouble, though, that night when I came home from the concert, though. It had nothing to do with my husband, as mm-hmm. you might have guessed. It was my son, because it was his birthday. Oh! I know, right? <laughs> so listen, I have to qualify this by saying that I never saw Roisin Murphy live, even when she was with Maloka. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And we did celebrate the birthday, mm. okay? So he's 12. We had a nice birthday. I spent extra money on him this year. <laughs> extra nice. He was too busy playing games anyway, but boy, he let me have it. But I said, I said, listen, you know, I got to do it because I really wanted to do something for myself. And I felt better. So I'm still making it up to him. I've tripled his allowance now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Are you I, Catholic? No, like, are you Catholic? I'm not. But I'm Jewish. And okay. so there's a lot of guilt in my family. And he's going to milk that until he's, like, 21. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he wants, oh, a, he wants a Dodge Challenger. We already know which one we're getting him. And he's 12. So I've got... Kind of, don't let him listen to this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. And he's a drummer. So, oh, yeah, that's right. He's a blue-haired drummer. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to Femme Magnifique. So mm-hmm. he was a little angry with me, but I came home. I, I was just floored, and I just knew this is what I have to do. So I knew from the start Roshi Murphy was my Femme Magnifique. As the book started coming together, though, I, I was pulling in so many different people. So I don't have a slot for myself, which is okay, because I think I'm going to just write an introduction. And I... I've just been so, so, just so charmed and taken by the amount of passion and care and connectivity that everyone on this book has shared. It's just been wonderful. And I'm, I'm so glad you guys are here to talk about it with me because I feel like, um, you know, back in November when I conceived of the idea, I thought it was going to be a cool thing to do. I didn't really think it would be funded. I, I personally, really? I, I did, honestly, I've personally funded three Kickstarters, and they were things I was passionate about, very, very particular things, but they didn't need a lot of money, mm. and I, I pretty much said to Brian and Christy, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and we're going to make it a big, beautiful book. It has to be, like, 176 pages, I want a hardcover. Mm-hmm. My real, like, motto is, 
make it exquisite or not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm such a design snob. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> people always make fun of me and say I'm, I'm actually a frustrated art director. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what I would probably be doing if I wasn't a comic book editor for life. I used to be an art director, so that's a compliment. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, good. You know. <laughs> all right, I'm really, I'm with my crew here. Yeah. <laughs> Goth and art designer. I know. How do you go right. on? It's I know. just like, I mean, we, we've known each other for years. There's a good yeah. reason. It's not just Robert Smith, but it's many things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there is a lot of Robert Smith and David Bowie, but... Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it usually comes down to those two. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, I mean, that, that's great. And so uh, I guess we'll start um, with you, Karina. Um, Karina, so I'm sorry if I'm the pronunciation. You know what? That's completely fine. <laughs> that's probably pretty good compared to how they, how they butcher your last name. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I... I here in all sorts of ways. So. Okay, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I, got, I got rid of my really clunky maiden name, and I've been accused of marrying my husband just to be a Bond girl, and I don't <laughs> deny it. Uh, nice. I still do not deny it. Nice. You're just like, funny. and? What, what else yeah, you got? What? Although, yeah. although I do get the, is your husband, no, is my husband is not James. <laughs> he looks like a spy, so just leave me alone. <laughs> but uh, Karina, how um, how did uh, Shelley get a hold of you, and what was your reaction to like this uh I was thrilled to hear about this because I actually had, um, I have a tendency to get really morose about the current political situation, and Mm -hmm. I felt really bad after the election, and I didn't know what to do about it. I tried to figure out things to do, and this was actually something that I could use my skills, I was passionate about, and it gave me the opportunity to actually put some of that someplace in a positive way, which I was so excited because otherwise I'm just like calling and yelling at my Democratic Congress people that are like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're like, we, <laughs> yeah. we know yeah. it's trying. I mean, I still do it, but this at least this was something that I felt like we had just had this, I don't want to say a defeat because it wasn't really a defeat exactly. Right, I agree. But one of the things I felt really bad about was um, my mother-in-law and my mother were of the same generation as Clinton. And to them, they were like, we finally made it because mm-hmm. we all kind of thought this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then it didn't happen. And I thought that's, that's really like, what do you say to them? What if, what if they don't get to see a woman? What if I don't get to see a woman as president? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Yeah. And that's crushing. Mm. But then we can look back and see women that are already doing things, that have done things mm-hmm. for the last several hundred years, longer. Yeah. And... You can look at that and go, oh, it's not black and white. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's about creating a, a space where we can look at that and celebrate that and maybe use that as a springboard to move forward. So I was thrilled with this. I thought this was an amazing idea. So. Yeah, the, a lot of the interviews that I have been doing, like it, because I'm, uh, I studied history in college, um, it's my, what my bachelor's and my master's are mm. uh, in history. So to look at like the array of people involved and then the array of people that they are talking about writing about drawing like that's what makes it so like amazing to me it's like yeah women have been doing yeah. all of this stuff from yes. the beginning of civilization it's and not, yeah, yeah, exactly. humanity it's not, let us do this it's we've been doing this we're here we're doing it mm-hmm. yes. recognize us i mean it's very similar to like the whole like fake geek girl phenomenon mm-hmm. you know thing phenomenon that <laughs> would have been going on you know 
because they were like, well, where were the girls like you when I was in high school? It's like, we were always here. You yeah. just didn't make us feel comfortable. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you yeah. never opened the door. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't gone yes. any. I've been here, you know? Yeah. 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 You didn't Absolutely. open the door. We busted it down. Yeah. <laughs> we basically had to kick it in yeah. and say, hey, yeah. we're living here now. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Move over. Yeah, and then, then they get pissed off because then it's like an I Love Lucy situation where you're putting like a you know piece of tape down the <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> becomes some weird thing. But yeah, no, and and that's what you know has really been like striking home for me about this this book. You know, to put it from the perspective of someone who is you know the you know the 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 target audience basically. You know, I look at it and go like, this is important because it's a volume uh, that includes so many examples of people throughout of women throughout history and just you know it's important because i have a nephew who i mean he's very young he's three months but yeah (laughs) he'll be reading before you know it. exactly but (laughs) this is something that i can present to him at some point in his life you know when that's awesome yeah and just be like look you have a mother a aunt and a grandmother who are very involved in your life but all of these women all over the world have done amazing things Mm -hmm. and you need to appreciate that or else i'm going to to punish you <laughs> or else time out yeah right? just end it with or else yeah <laughs> that's more ominous yeah right? that, that's the parental thing to do like because i said so yeah <laughs> uh kelly so uh, what was what was it like for you when uh, when shelly got a hold of you and your reaction to the the premise well originally i thought we were going to be working together um, on the young animal stuff. Yes. And so I was so bummed when that like didn't um, happen. Mm, yeah. And so when you reached out to me, I was like, yes, like it's going to happen. <laughs> like I get to work with well, Shelly. It was a wonderful opportunity for me selfishly to, to actually work with people I've always wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. Corinna and I have had some close, it was near miss, near miss. It was yeah. a near miss <laughs> with proposals. And we've, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we both live in LA and there were so many mm-hmm. times where we almost see each other yeah. or she'll recommend a record store and we'll be like, Oh, I'm going to go there. But then we have a problem and we mm-hmm. don't go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so scheduling is always a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, LA is like that too. <laughs> oh is. my gosh. Yeah. So is, so it was so just, far. it was a wonderful op- opportunity to finally get to say, hey, can yeah. I give you a job? Would you like to work with me? I and so exciting too. <laughs> and then and this and the same too with Kelly because when I put together Young Animal with Gerard Way, I mean, that was phenomenal. And those teams were very carefully curated. Mm-hmm. So um, I knew what Kelly was going to do over Marley's Arconi's work because I worked with Marley and Cecil mm-hmm. for many years, but Kelly was going to just be the the, the icing on the cake, and I couldn't wait to work with her. So I didn't get that so chance. But, but here I am. Well, here I am, and that's why I only reached out to a handful of colorists, to be honest. Um, Brian Miller of Hi-Fi Color is a tremendous colorist, and because yeah. he's they were managing most of the book, I said, look, take the bulk, bulk of the book, because they're going to do all the production, and it'll be easier for everyone. It's going to be a coordinating nightmare anyway. Mm-hmm. But I like to think of myself as like, <laughs> able to juggle many plates and I'm an extreme multitasker so I was like I'll handle it but I said I want to bring in a handful of colorists old and new who either haven't colored in a long time or who blow me away and I'd just like to work with them because they're cool like Kelly oh yeah so this was our opportunity (laughs) yeah I was excited and like um I'm 
Lucy Neasley, I think is how you pronounce her oh, name. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's been putting together this, like, Planned Parenthood she print is. thing. Oh, you guys have heard about this? I yeah. Think, yeah. I think it's Lucy Nisley. Nisley, yeah. Wrong. I think you're right. She, I couldn't wait to call her. She's someone I, I didn't know. I've read two of her books. She is just such an incredible storyteller. And she has, right now, she just had a little boy. Oh, wow. wow. She calls him Pal for Palindrome. Oh. And she's doing like a one-minute cartoon of him. You have to follow her on Instagram. These are the cutest illustrations. I mean, I, as the mother of a little boy who is now God, 12. She's with, doing a lot. Who hates me because I went to a concert on his birthday. Like, yeah, that, like you that, do. That kid. Um, so you have to see it. But, again, it was a wonderful opportunity to work with um, Corinna and Kelly because I didn't get to work with them. And Megan, who mm-hmm. also... I almost worked with a few times, mm-hmm. but then I could call up Lucy just because I read two of her books and I was just like, she's amazing. I just, I love her style. I she, love her. She's just, she's the, the whole package. thing, yeah, that yeah. she's doing? So she, she's basically like asked anybody who wants to work on this poster of like women suffragettes mm. throughout history and around different countries and stuff, mm-hmm. um, just like sign up and do it and turn it into her. And it's, it's should be, it's almost finished. Um, but then all the proceeds, she's going to put them all together marching. All and You draw, like, the suffragette holding a candle. And I was like, all right, I haven't drawn in a long time. Let's do this. Like, this got nice. me pumped. <laughs> and then when you emailed me, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this. But, like, women everywhere. Like, yeah. it ex- just, like, expanded that kind of thing. Yep. And, like, doing the thing with Lucy, it made me feel, like, so, so good. And, like, I was able to... And to give her back in mm-hmm. some yeah. way. And you, so, yeah. You do. You feel empowered. And that's why it was critical, like, as artists, you know, even for those of us who don't draw, but maybe art directs, <laughs> it's important to do what you do best to give it, to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why it was critical. I think it's also worth noting, if you don't mind, um, we invited men to contribute to this book because mm-hmm. it was really important for us mm-hmm. to acknowledge the fact that like there are male feminists and there are men that support us as fiercely as the mm-hmm. all the women that mm-hmm. are supporting mm-hmm. the yeah, book because I think that sometimes people think oh it's it's an all women only book it's got a feminist agenda that is exclusive to men that is not what this is mm-hmm. what we're mm-hmm. saying is we all have to just accept the fact that equal rights are we need them and we don't and our rights are now jeopardized as women mm-hmm. and we all have to kind of champion to keep everything you know moving yeah. in the right direction so that we're so that everybody is treated fairly I think that that's something that's always you know you, you you're you just we're only as good as, as the sum of our parts and the rest of the people mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah it's like when uh, like Emma Watson's he for she campaign through the through the UN I mean yeah. The whole, yeah, a good. lot of it rests on the fact that we need, you know, we do need the support of men just as much that, you know, it's, it's kind of a given with a lot of women that we're like, no, equal rights because equal rights. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not really, yeah. it's, it's. I think most people that are uh, reasonable understand that that's mm-hmm. the point. Exactly. Yes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's only when it's in weird coded language that's trying to sort of make a straw man argument that, mm-hmm. that it becomes this bizarre other thing that everybody doesn't 
we don't even recognize. Like, what is yeah. that? I, don't I always love extreme examples because, like, why did you go there first? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, why, what was your... What? Why, do, why are they going to marry horses now? I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than on Springer, but, yeah. I mean, just to date myself. Well, that was a goat. That was a goat, I think. Was it a goat? <laughs> oh, some kind of hoofed animal. Uh, it's like, why do you automatically go to the exact weirdest and, I guess, worst case scenario, depending yeah. on who yeah. you are and what you're into? Um, but, but yeah, it's, it, it never makes sense to me, like, why that's the go-to example. Yeah. I mean, even mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, you know, it's going to get political anyway. It's already political. Yep. Um, but the, you know, the Syrian refugees, mm-hmm. my, uh, one of my family members, uh, because I don't know if he listens to this and I don't want to completely call him out on it, but <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. You know who you are. Um, Relative. but he was uh, talking about the refugees. Like they were all coming in and just going to like wreck the place when they got here. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how that works. No, yeah. no we already did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like we were the ultimate refugees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, hey, can we have some of your corn and then kill everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that already happened. Yeah, we came in, wrecked the place, and then got pissed off at other people for doing the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just, I was really trying to get a, what is going on here? You think that refugees are just coming here and not contributing to the economy? Because that's not what's happening. They're coming in and making bakeries and, you know, accounting offices and all kinds of stuff. They had jobs. They weren't, you know, homeless on the street when they're, house was blown up yeah so yeah it it just i hate those i love and hate the extreme examples because it's both funny hilarious and depressing when you like when you look at all oh my god um but uh was there anything else you wanted to say about that okay so we'll move on to megan so shelly was one of the first people i met in comic books um because this is my second career ish Um, (laughs) but I used to work in film and, um, you know, and I got introduced to, uh, to Shelly and we just kind of stayed in contact over the years. So you, you were generally like one of the first people I ever met. And then when I decided to move into comics full time, like she definitely helped me. She introduced me to people and stuff like that. But we always kind of went back and forth. Like she helped me with my pages when I was doing my first book and, you know, like just giving me advice and stuff. Yep. So I remember we, we met at San Diego Comic Con. We went to the green room and we yeah. happened to have a coffee with Mike Arlen. I know, that was crazy. Oh. <laughs> that was like my first one. I was like, and, and by the way, he, yeah, was, he was super impressed with her portfolio too. He said yeah. so many nice things about you. More nice things than I did, I think. I was even yeah. more critical than he yeah. was. But was awesome. I, I've enjoyed watching you soar. Your development over the past few years has been Thank tremendous. You. Thank you so much. It's, that means a lot. It is really exciting. And so Megan was definitely one of the early people that I called. But interestingly enough, I called her and I didn't I didn't realize she also was a writer. I knew she probably had, you know, dabbled a bit, but I always knew her as an artist. So I was calling her as an artist, and she she wrote back to me, and she said, hey, can I write? And she said, I, I have a couple of ideas. She sends me back six ideas. I love them all. I was like, all right, send me some of your samples. I know you're definitely going to draw it, but, like, send me some of your samples. And I read her stuff, and I really liked it. And then I had a really hard time narrowing down her selections yeah we went back and forth a lot we really did because she was one of the first she was at least in the first five or six people Mm -hmm. that I called thank you well I really always wanted to work with you and then and then I'll tell you and I just told her this in the elevator too because I am really I'm tough you know I'm tough about people and if I don't want to just give someone a job because they want to write but she had the moxie and the verb to say, hey, can I write? And I thought to myself, well, I don't know. Can you? Can you? <laughs> I'll let you know. Because yeah. 
I was gonna let her down gently. I was gonna say, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, fix, I'm gonna like match you up with like a Steve Siegel or somebody like you know established. Mm-hmm. But then I read her stuff. I'm like, no, I'm, she's gonna write because she asked right. me and she showed me the goods. Yeah. So I can't yeah. wait to write with her. I can't wait to work with her as a writer artist and edit the hell out of everything she. I want you to. That was part of it too, because like I want, I want to get your yeah. feedback because we have very similar sensibilities and you are such a like seasoned storyteller. You know, and so it's like, uh, this is for me also like a really good learning experience. Uh, like as I, cause um, you know, I am working with a writer right now, but I'm going to start stepping out on my own completely, you know? And so like, I want to use this uh, like to help me kind of like facilitate that. So. There will be an extra charge then if that's the case. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, mean, I, really, I, I have a car that needs to be washed. I was going to say I'm a really good baker. So. Baker? No. Uh, no. no? Okay. I bake as well. I bake oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yes. I know, but who, why not? Common. You can't turn down the gift of baked goods. Well, I mean, that's... Well, you're I'm particular about my baked goods. That's, well, yeah. okay. If you trust the I other person enough. I mean, yeah. My cousin's actually really good, like a really decent baker, and she makes like ridiculously sugary things, so sometimes that's the payment. I'm not into that. But I am super sweet. I oh, like the super sweet. Well, my son is a very picky eater, and so it, it always goes back to my son. Mm. Oh my God, Spencer, <laughs> this is for you. Dedicated to Spencer. Mm. <laughs> um, but also, I just wanted to point out on the book. Um, first of all, I'm wearing my um, I Grab Back shirt, which is I awesome. love this. This is the love design that. I made for the Women's March. I was great. Oh, nice. Los Angeles. That's so Got good. Made. It's made. I want one. Yeah, yeah. I would come by my table. And how about Corinna's skirt? Look how yes. cool. Corinna's wearing a black cat skirt, yeah. which would look great with um, Megan's oh, black yeah. cat shirt. Oh, yeah. It would. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're if you theme tonight. if you yeah. ever do start selling them, let me know, and I can always link that to the. I podcast. have. I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah, cool. Because they're on my Etsy store. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, we're all in, enraged uh, about this. I come from a punk rock background, so immediately when this happened, I got really drunk and really fucking angry. Um, you can bleep me out. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, <laughs> I'm usually the first one to swear okay. online, so go ahead. I always have to ask at the beginning of panels. I'm like, can I swear a lot? Because it's gonna. You can fucking happen. go nuts. Okay. Oh. Um, but, uh, you, you know, what I really loved about this is that I, I, I kind of feel like what's going to save us is science mm-hmm. and art. And like yeah, that, just, that, hey, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> and you are both. All and right. that's amazing. And I'm Give me jealous. a plank, though, because I, I don't know. I think electronic music is going to save us, too, for Roshi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. It's um, like science, art, and, yes. uh, and, pop, and pop. And politics. There we go. That's why we have yeah. sort of four areas. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I'm trying to make sure that the book is, is, is balanced nicely. And that's what we were talking about because, like, I, I'm more drawn to the science. Like, I think most of the people I sent you were, like, scientists. Yeah. Um, but and Nellie talk- Bly. Yes. Oh, oh it was a tough one. I love her. It was a tough so, one. I, yeah. I, did a, I did a thing for Mary Sue about Nellie Bly. And, oh, she's fascinating. And how she um, inspired Lois Lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like she's yeah. part, like like one third or, you know, something like that. And mm. a couple of actresses were also yeah. the inspiration. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the one she's doing. Okay. Well, we can talk about Nellie Bly it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It was tough, tough. and we, we went back and forth a lot, it and it, but it's interesting because it's like, I feel like women in science and art are coming up, and they are able to do these things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, it's just like, it's really important what is happening now, like, in science and art. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're side and side. I think they oh, are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of bleed, like, 
between the two, you mm-hmm. know, um, and there's I, like a, I remember there was someone who used, used like fractals to make clothing. Oh, like yes, the, the I designs. Know, I, yes, yeah. I know exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I forget. That's fascinating because it makes like a, the the it, perfect like symmetrical kind. I mean, just it's the a pa- woman. Is it a woman? Yes, yeah. I think Nervous so. Jessica. Nervous Jessica's her Twitter Twitter handle maybe. That's not possible. Oh, I don't know. That's not the one I was thinking of. Really? I just yeah. remember. I just remember reading an sure article about it where oh, it was just like this yeah. person is using fractal geometry to basically create clothing, and yeah. that's why it looks so good because it's using like you know the golden mean, and you know so. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like that's what was so amazing about this book, mm-hmm. and because women in history have been so overlooked, you know. Um, yes. And tell us, tell us, or tell yeah, well, yeah, we'll, about, we'll, about your subject. We'll start okay, going so, around on the oh, subjects, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, go ahead. I mean, should I? Yeah, I go ahead. Start, okay. We'll just start from like you good, and go around. We'll do a good segue. So do back um, and forth. So I'm doing Ida Lovelace. Nice. Um, you know, and people know her as the, she's the, she invented, like, um, computer programming mm-hmm. in 1820. Yeah. Right. You know, and, um, but what I love about her is, and, like, what really drew me to her and what we decided on in the end about it is that... Is the way that she thought about things, mm-hmm. um, because her father is Lord Byron. Yep. Her mother hated him, and so she was like, "You can't do anything arty." But she was, she's the daughter of one of the most famous English poets in the world. Yeah, you know, and so it's like she had that in her. So the way that she looked at the world, like through her science eyes, was this narrative, beautiful lyrical poetry. Mm-hmm. And also, her mother kind of like suffered from mental instability. Oh. And so she might have been, like, a little bit nuts. But, like, that kind of opened this, like, gateway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, that's what people don't know is, like, she had this, like, abil- like this uncanny ability to think about things differently mm-hmm. than anyone else could think about. And, like, men were in awe of her. Like, um, when she wasn't, you know, working on the computer, like, th- the people that were training her, like, the mathematicians and her teachers, they, they would all talk about, like, how her brain worked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like... She's relatively unknown. I feel like she's yes. becoming a little more in the yeah. limelight, yeah. Uh, like as of late. Yeah, because uh, what Sydney Padua she did, uh, what Lovelace and Babbage, oh, which yeah. yeah, it's a, a yes. web comic that oh, she turned yeah, into. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, right. I know that. Um, do you ever look at Kate uh, Beaton's? Uh, mm-hmm. Web comic, uh, Hark of yeah. Vagrant. Oh, I, yeah. I know. Okay, so she had one that was about Ada Lovelace, and nice. uh, it's like her and her mom, and you can kind of see Byron off in the distance. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, No, Ada, don't think about like poetry. Here, use your abacus. That's she's the- like, But I have so many. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But I mean, what's really great is like she was open enough to like kind of receive mm-hmm. of this because, you know, I'm not saying like I'm not really saying it's like the the woman's thing like because mm-hmm. she was a woman but she was just open and receptive and she just kind of changed the way that we think about science mm-hmm. and art i mean yeah. going back to like the, well, the blending of yeah science the two and art, are not mutually absolutely. exclusive no, i mean there's tons of people who are more like science oriented but can make beautiful art and yes. that informs what they do and vice versa yeah. well i mean you know you look at the ancient greek and roman schools mm-hmm. they were the same yeah you did both Right. You always did science and art at the yeah. same time. It was part of the liberal arts education, basically, mm-hmm. right. was to, you know, have... It's not the, oh, no, 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 separate you now. It's, no, you have to... If you're going to be a well-rounded person, mm-hmm. yes. you need to have skills, or at least a skill set in both. Yes. Um, and it's all very, critical thinking. So they're the same. It's just, like, it's using this side and this side of the same coin. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I think what's, what's wonderful and fascinating about this podcast in particular is that 
as everybody's talking and sharing their subject, you're hearing the personal story. You're hearing the reason that the subject was chosen. Mm -hmm. And that's another integral part of the book that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. I really wanted people to come to the table with a personal story. I wasn't looking for a wiki entry. Mm. You know, we're living in this age of instant information. You can just sound like a genius in a second. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted was something really heartfelt. Mm -hmm. I wanted something personal. And I wanted the subject. I asked everyone to send three. Megan sent six, but that's okay. She was trying to. <laughs> She's an overachiever. She was trying to I would have sent six anyway. Me. I know. She totally impressed me. I thought you were going to be like, I would have sent 12. Actually. I know. <laughs> I might not, not have read 12, but I read six and I was like, man, she's got some serious moxie. All right. I'm reading them. But that was important to me because I want the stories really to. Uh, I want people to connect, I want readers to connect on many different levels because hopefully our target audience is going to be so broad. It's, it's really mainly, um, you know, for teenagers and adults. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, you know, like 13 and up mm -hmm. and you might have some, some young adults who discover that there's a new career possibility. Mm, yes, I love thinking yes. about that. I, I yeah. that's like, yes. It can be in libraries and people will discover it. Exactly. And see things they didn't know. Or well, maybe somebody will want to be an artist or a comic book yeah. editor. Mm -hmm. When comics, comics are becoming more and more used as a tool in yes. class in yeah. classrooms and there's universities yeah. that have full you know classes devoted to like deconstructing yes. comic books and everything. That's how I got into comics, believe it or not. I was not, I know this will be shocking to you people, but I was not a hardcore superhero reader as a kid. What? I was My stars and garters. Oh my goodness. No, I did not want to grow up to run in heels in like a bikini. Yeah. Trust me. My earliest memory is just reading like the Peanuts books. Like I loved Peppermint Patty. I loved the Peanuts. But... I didn't read comics at all. I got into comics in college. Mm -hmm. My screenwriting teacher showed us Empire Lanes by Peter Gross. Oh. I was fascinated. It was it was storyboarding, storytelling. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a comic book store in my college town and walked in at the perfect time. There was a huge boom in indie comics and a lot of painted comics. Oh, yes. Wow. Right. So Corinne right. is going to remember. I picked yeah. up Moonshadow. Oh, Electra sure. Assassin by Bilson Cabbage. Oh, oh, my favorite. Yes. That's Brendel. my little Electra. Brendel by Matt Wagner blew my tiny mm -hmm. little mind. Oh, and she wow. was 16, 17. I was, like, yeah. I was like, comics are an art form. I wanted to be an auteur. I wanted to go make, <laughs> you know, French films or live in London. And, and I was like, no comics are a real art form. And I was like... Couldn't, I was blown away by Matt Wagner's literary references and also just his graphic chops. Like mm -hmm. I, I looked at his pages and I said, wow, there's a rhythm, there's a pace. What is this stuff? And I just, I bought Love and Rockets and I was like, this is rock and roll too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting is I was, I was being interviewed today about Black Crown, the new imprint that I'm totally not promoting here. But no, <laughs> I wouldn't dream of promoting Black Crown from uh, IDW. IDW. <laughs> It. I'm going back to my roots. I I feel like I worked for the big record label, you know, the corporate entity, DC Vertigo, that had a great time there. But now I'm back on the indie label. I'm on 4AD again. <laughs> All right. Nice. I'm, I'm on Better's Banquet. And I'm, I'm bored with this. Right? I'm doing <laughs> comics, like the comics that got me into this business in the first place. Nice. And, awesome. and also a lot of the British comics that you guys probably remember that had that bravado, mm -hmm. you know, that that really sort of demented energy where you start reading and you can't stop and you feel 
like this compulsion to, to, to read and when you get to the end you're devastated you have to wait another 30 days mm -hmm. those are the comics I'm going to be making again because just like music I want to curate books that you feel like were personally written for you because they because I'm going to make sure they're written for me Mm -hmm. So if you get my aesthetic and you like my taste, you're going to love Black Crown. See, that, that's what I've been loving about the vibe, too, of, uh, of not only the book, but in, in interviewing everyone for it, is that there's... I've ha I had this discussion with uh, Kelly Sue one time, uh, not to name drop, but whatever. Because <laughs> it's not like she's already totally on this. Might as well, go, might yeah. as well go for the top if you're going to do it. I know, right? right? Go yeah. for it. But we were, because we were talking about, this is when she was still just writing Captain Marvel. And... Oh, just writing Captain Marvel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best Captain Marvel writer ever. I know, right? Just that one? Okay. It's like before she like really popped. Uh, right? <laughs> to be real hipster about it. Exactly. Um, but we were talking about the idea of, you know, because women with ambition, are not shown in a very positive light, like really ever. I mean, ambition is always seen as like, again, a masculine trait um, or competitiveness is always seen as not womanly or whatever. Yeah. But then you have this book where, you know, Carol Danvers is, you know, she's ambitious, she's competitive, but for fun. It's not like, I'm competing with this woman because we hate each other, seriously. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's, no, we're friends and friends have friendly competitions and, you know. Sure. But what I love about this book is that everyone is just, like, so, you know, like you mentioned, like, the punk, you know, punk and pop kind of attitude towards it. It's like, no, we're out here. We're doing this. And you yeah. will accept it or fuck off. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people are also responding to is, like, you look at the art, you look at the people involved, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in all the way. Like, and I think that's an important attitude to have because it's always looked down upon at times, like yeah. for women to have that kind of yeah, push absolutely. and thrust and, you know, yeah, absolutely. so I mean, that's what I've been getting from it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Kelly, let's, uh, which, uh, which woman are you working on? You want to well, take that? <laughs> has it been, it hasn't been announced yet, right? Or? No. We haven't really decided yet. You know, we're oh. colorists. Yeah. As the stories are being drawn, I think it, it's going it, to, we'll, we'll sort of, I'll probably talk to Kelly and give her a couple of options. Uh -huh. Because okay. we're at the stage now that everybody owes me the story summary or mm -hmm. outline. Some people in the room have not turned them in and they shall remain nameless. Slackers. All. I love that it's both of us. I know. <laughs> I'm not mentioning. I just any apologized names. to Shelly in the lobby. I was like, I, "But I, we're both. We're at ECC." Oh, okay. But I think it was in the middle of all of your stuff. I think I might have accidentally deleted it. So oh. it's just Megan in trouble again. She's a punk rock. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. March is the month when all the stories happen. So. Mm. Um, Kidding aside, because Megan, I feel like she's already written hers twice now, and that three yeah. times because she just told us the story. But I like to match up colorists when I see art, because sometimes people surprise you. No, you I know? think I think that's good, a good thing too. Yeah, and and I, and I will tell you, you will probably not be working with people that you have worked with because I love seeing how people gel, yeah, especially in unexpected ways. Yeah, I am a little sad though because Marley's Joan of Arc stuff. 
All right, it depends. Are you gonna, I, would you like to wash my dishes for me? We can talk about it. Maybe yeah, the house yeah, I, I know, you're going to get your house, house clean. I'm getting my house clean. Yeah, all your chores are like, hang out in L.A. for a while. All right. Yeah. It's like, Spencer, you're off the hook for chores, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. As if Spencer does chores, please. He just gets allowance, okay? okay? You can't even go there. You go to a concert, he gets money, and then everyone else is doing your chores. I grew up in a military family, so it was like, you do chores, and, and then you oh. make maybe like $5. <laughs> don't think that I didn't grow up in a family-run business, but my son just bosses me around, except when Roisin Murphy's in town. Yes. <laughs> all bets are off. Then it changes. <laughs> then the rules are different. Exactly. <laughs> well, Corinna, what, um, I mean, has it been announced, or can you tell us who yes. you're working on? Yes. Um, this will surprise no one. It's Mary Anning. Okay. Who, uh, she discovered the, like, she was a, a paleontologist before there was such a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she was a woman. So despite the fact that she discovered, or she co-discovered ichthyosaurs, she oh. discovered the plesiosaurs, she oh, did a lot of, cool. the, the art and science comes together, she mm-hmm. did um, illustrations of these, which mm-hmm. are beautiful and amazing, and she was very meticulous, but she was a woman, so she wasn't allowed mm-hmm. into any of the scientific, like, you know, she would correspond with the scientific minds of her time, mm-hmm. and they were amazed at what she found, but... She couldn't actually be, she had to go through the men to get basically what yeah. would be the equivalent of published. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Did she write under a, an assumed name or? No, no, she just used, actually, the um, thing that I thought was really amazing about her is there's that tongue twister. She sells seashells by the seashore. Mm-hmm. You practiced That's, that, didn't you? I did. Oh my God, that hard. was perfect. Okay. <laughs> it's really hard to spit that out. If you can do it five times fast, exactly. I will buy you a drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, she's still working on her first glass of champagne. I so know, right? So, somebody <laughs> grab the bottle. All right, we're going to get we'll that Susian book of tongue twisters. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, drink another one and see if she can do it now. Five <laughs> hours later, just do a follow-up podcast. Yeah, exactly. See if I'll... So she's, um, that's what that was about. The, mm-hmm. That's actually about her because she came from impoverished cir- circumstances and she would collect um, fossils, basically, and seashells mm-hmm. um, in England. And a lot of that was for a scientific end, but it was also to keep her family afloat because mm-hmm. she would sell these and that's how they would make money. And cool. um, it's a really cool story. Tragically, her life was cut short um, by breast cancer when she was mm-hmm. relatively, well, middle-aged. Mm-hmm. But um, if she looked now, she could have been so much more. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she did this then yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, like, Especially the dawn of like a lot of the natural sciences and everything. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's just, it, it was such a, you know, there's always like these nebulous periods mm-hmm. where like everyone's kind of in it, but it's not been made into a thing yet. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. then, and that's where women are usually like you find them, but then once they try to make it something, ex- you know, like it's a, it's an academic thing or institutionalized mm-hmm. thing, then it's like, oh no, 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 you can, not, not you can go you. away now. And the like, thing that, thanks for thing that uh, really struck me was I read um, some account of her. I've been reading all kinds of stuff about her since this. I already, I knew about her, but I've been reading a lot more mm-hmm. and uh, people would say she was so knowledgeable and she was so well-spoken and she was so uh, able to explain this stuff and um, it must be a divine intervention. 
Oh, of course. Because mm. I'm your woman, mm-hmm. how? Right. Oh, yes. her feeble uh, mind was able God. to grasp <laughs> such uh, huge uh, concepts. I wish we had a rim shot. It's a shame Spencer isn't here, because we need some rim shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the trombone. One, yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can maybe add that I'm in. Enough of that, noise. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. That's just like... I would love it if it was a live trombone. Like, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. There is an app for that, by the way. I, I used to have it on my phone. Right? Just because like, it had an air horn on I, it, and I would go... <laughs> you just go to be like... I would arrive and just. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a panel. The worst. I got reprimanded on a panel once with like a writer, a really big shot writer. Oh, I no. thought it would be funny, and like I rained on his parade with the trombone. Oh. <laughs> oh. He's almost not talking to me. Oh. He talked to me last week. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell everybody who you're collaborating with. Oh, uh, Sean the Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. So, and you've been a you've been a fan of Sean since wow. Yeah, Game of You. Game of You. Game of You was one of the first things that really got me into comics. Mm-hmm. So I'm that was the really, Sandman. Yes. Yeah, Sandman. Oh man. Yeah. For I say it as if everybody knows this. <laughs> yeah, I just assume does. everybody knows. This. Everybody goth does, right? Yeah. Is there? Any oh yeah. Right? No, you take it for granted. I know. It's right? <laughs> like really the only uh, comics. I had really gotten into before that was Love and Rockets. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So that's where I was coming from comics. Oh, well, you were going to love Black Crown. Yes, I'm very wow. excited about this. Oh, my God. Very excited to I'm see curating this for you. Thank you. I welcome. <laughs> and Megan and Kelly. Yeah. And Sam. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm cool. You know, it's like the emo five. <laughs> <laughs> I would read that comic. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's the name of my so cover cool. band. Okay. My Smith's right, cover band. All right, okay. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> hey, Morrissey's voice still sounds like butter. Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, a year ago. I finally oh. got to see him for the first time. Well, do you know that I, in 1987, I studied in London just in time for the Smiths to break up. I was oh. devastated. Oh. Devastated. Oh, my God. But I got to see other bands. Thank God. <laughs> but like, I was I, not happy about that. You wish they were here. Oh, my God. I know. I will say I saw The Cure when they came to L.A. like a couple months ago. I did, too. Well, yes. Thanks. Oh, yes. Thanks for calling. Thanks for, thanks for getting me a ticket. I saw them on Curious. Wait a minute. I, I, I actually... Megan know. Hutchinson oh, is no sure. longer on no. the book. Yeah, I know. <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm going to have to... There are two slots I have to remove for some oh, strange no. reason. I'm going to have to... Yeah, sorry. That's I'm really I'm unfortunate. I'm people right now. Did you what know? That was... Uh, how long ago was that? That was... Um, when was it? It was like it was actually ask... almost a year ago. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It was like last year. All right, you may not. Oh, they, I don't think in actual months here three years. Portland. Oh, Maybe gosh, they didn't have that time. Okay, thank you for noticing. I okay. I don't think we have a book now. I think no, everyone's fired. So we started with champagne and ended with a cure breaking up. Yes, I know. Okay, I feel like that. Everybody in this room is seeing the way you. No, I'll tell you a cute story and I'll make it really short. I wasn't even going to talk because I don't even have any voice left, but yeah. this is a cute cure story and it relates to comics. So I'm not being too self indulgent. I think just even the phrase a cute cure story is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's super cute. It's very 90s. I'm working at DC Comics. When I moved to New York in 92, I didn't know a soul. I changed my life in two weeks. I walked a six block radius around DC Comics. I took the cheapest apartment on. At, in Hell's Kitchen, 8th <laughs> Avenue, 53rd Street, right on top of Roseland Ballroom. So I would work 9 to 10 every night. 
And on weekends, I was always downtown. So I was living on St. Mark's Place. But during the week, well, I course, did nothing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> during the week, I did nothing but work. So that on the, the nights that I would walk home, it'd be very dark. I'm a diminutive person, so mm. I walk fast when it's dark. And I'm walking by Roseland, and I hear a sound check. And I put my ear to the door, and it's Robert Smith getting ready for a big concert that I didn't know about because I'm working too much. (laughs) And I'm standing there, and I'm listening to him, and my tears are just, like, rolling down my face because his voice is magnificent. And I was just, like, I, I, I could have been there for... An hour, I could have been there for three days. It was I was mesmerized, and I, my ear was like just stuck there. It was the best. Wow, that's my cute story. Oh, that it's is a, a cute it's a good story. New York story. Thank yeah, you. yeah. And then I ran, and then I was like, but I don't want to get mugged. I got <laughs> run around the corner. But I brought it up because I wanted to like say that you know Robert Smith is. How old is he now? He's like has to be in his late sixties, right? Oh, oh God, I don't know. I think he's aged him a bit. I think he's close. I think he's maybe in his fifties. I think so. No, yes. no. He, look, he looks. He's 30, fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> he's fourteen. Years really, old. he's oh an infant. He's, he's one He's got a Benjamin he's Button. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be amazing, but he still has the lipstick on. Oh my yes. God! The lipstick on the hair. Yeah. His his voice is better live. Than yeah. on any record, and that's hard yeah. to believe. Right? Yeah. And and you know he's been doing this since like the seventies. You oh, know, yeah. like that's what's so that that like right. melted he's probably my. 80. Yeah. Probably 80. <laughs> okay. well, I had I had never seen them before because Are when I serious? was in high school, I lived in Florida, and the closest they came was Atlanta. Oh and my God. mean parents wouldn't allow me Your mean to drive. For eight hours with people they'd never met and mm-hmm. stay overnight in Atlanta. Oh my God! Philistines, all of them. Evil parents. Evil parents. So yeah, I had to wait all this time. Wow. <laughs> that I like. I was lucky to see them because my parents eventually like we lived nowheresville up until I was. 10 or something and then they moved to Houston like the outskirts of Houston okay so I finally got to go like start going to actually see like real shows once we moved there so yeah I got to see them when I was in high school I was really lucky wow (laughs) like and that was North Houston so I like forced my mom to come with me (laughs) (laughs) no one else in my high school because Houston no one else in high school was into anything I was into and the kids that were like into alternative stuff they were listening to like like, like a lot of like hardcore music and stuff, like Bane and Comeback Kid and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I sort of listened like, to that. What year no. was that? I'm curious, not to oh, age you. No, I, it was. Well, I'm a baby, so okay. <laughs> this is where this is where we pass the champagne over. Okay. <laughs> Tell us which tour was it? Um, it was Curiosa. Of course, it was. Yeah, of course. Of course it was. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, no, I was kidding. Oh, I'm drunk. Yeah. Red wine? Nah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, so. Go on, Megan. Go for it. You're working on my second glass of wine. What was that? 2005 was Curiosa? Right? Or 2004? Sounds right. I'm I'm back back at the Cure concert in college, so I'm not saying anything right now. Actually, what you Japanese whispers? You're all listening to that girl with the Cure, so uh, we're going to... Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do an offshoot podcast. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Robert Smith will want to participate in the book because hey. we're giving him some serious problems. Oh yeah, can we, can we do a Libertines podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just find all the goth bands and then we'll just yeah. like, actually yeah. devote some time. My boss Chris Ryle of IDW, who is the champion of Black Crown, 
You mean that new book, that new imprint that, that new you're imprint. working on? Yeah, yeah. He's a big Libertines fan. I went so, to Libertine Alley because... Did you? Yeah, where they shot up the bracket. Because you are a serious fan. I wanted to see it, and there's all this awesome graffiti still there. They keep, like, trying to paint it over and, like, get rid of it, but it's, like, all the fans keep coming back and, like, scribbling on it and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> it was, like, it's, like, this, sh- like, shoddy little side street in, in yeah. Hackney, and I was, like, I'm gonna die here. Because <laughs> like, there were, like, people that sounded, like, in, it like really mentally insane in like this locked warehouse and they were just like screaming and laughing and I was like ah <laughs> so I was like took a bunch of photos and then just got out of there. Yeah. oh my god yeah <laughs> it was great though yeah it sounds great well ladies we're, we're almost at an hour um which is good because uh I might actually come under this time which is also excellent wow. <laughs> congratulations we'll tell Robert Smith right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like I normally like I hit about the hour, hour and a half, and then sometimes when they go into two hours, I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna play, but let's do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but there's there's one question that I really love asking at the end of these, especially with Fan Magnifique, and it's what what is your hope that people um, get out of uh, Fan Magnifique? You know, if not your story, then the book as a whole. And um, I think we should start with Shelley. We went this way, and we're gonna do that again. Well, let's end with Shelley. Okay, yeah, let's, end with Shelley. <laughs> let's end with Shelley. Okay, we'll start with Karina. No offense. <laughs> Robert Smith told me to say that. <laughs> you thought this was about your son, but really. Well, what I hope people get out of this is um, basically the idea that women can do whatever there is to be done. Women mm-hmm. are humans, and the whole just the, the galaxy of anything that's open, science, art, music, mm-hmm. um, you know, physics, stuff I haven't even thought of. Uh, Pick a subject, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pick any subject. <laughs> it's true. And the fact that we um, often exclude women from things just means we're missing out on all that talent. Mm-hmm. And think how much further we could be as a society if we allowed that talent to flourish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that this feeds into that. Mm. Cool. Excellent. And and actually, as we do this, um, is there anything you would like to promote? This is going to go out next Friday. Next Friday. So if there's anything, uh, a book you want to do, a promote, or a con that you're going to be at that you would like people to to know and are aware of, go ahead and promote that. um, I guess Invisible Republic is our ongoing from Image. Okay. And uh, issue 15 just came out. So Yay. we're going to have uh, wow. that will complete the third arc. Yeah. So nice. um, volume three will be out soon. Woohoo! With the phenomenal Gabriel Hardman. Yes. Yes. So, Here we go. <laughs> Got to get it all in the family. Gotta give, <laughs> prop, gotta give that guy props. Absolutely. It mm-hmm. looks beautiful. It's. I think it's one of the most beautiful books on the stands, but I might be biased. You might be biased because you married your favorite artist who's now your favorite husband. That is true. (laughs) You needed to kind of give a plug for him again, too. I do. Of all the husbands, he's your favorite. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. He's not my favorite husband. Nor should it be. Kelly, so what do you you hope to get out of um, Femme Magnifique or others to get out of it? Well... Like, basically, when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of comic book shops around me. And then when I got into comics, uh, it was through a lot of, like, the 90s animation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I identified with Batman because there was, like, I had to identify with a boy because there was no, like, real strong women or any anybody that I was, like, I could relate to in any sense of the way. Wow. So yeah. I wish you would have discovered my Vertigo books. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, oh. I lived in, uh, like, Dothan, Alabama. I, 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 I wish you could have been pen pals. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, well, I know about them now. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> it's I, all good. There's it's the whole thing, good. like the five man band trope or whatever, where it's like there's five dudes in a group and there's then there's the one girl. Yeah. Like yeah. And the chick. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, and I mean, you know, so I part of what I've wanted to do with my career is I want to create things that I wish and work on things and work with people that like I could have had when I was when I was younger mm-hmm. so yeah. there there's that and then I keep thinking as we're talking about this um my friend Rico who's an amazing colorist Rico Renzi yeah Rico oh Renzi. he's amazing you are so right yeah he he his he's daughter amazing. he posted a thing about what his daughter said shortly after the election on Facebook and it was like like dad I'm so glad that um, Hillary Clinton didn't win because now I can be the first woman president. Oh. And like, I cried so hard <laughs> reading that post. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, she's, she's so amazing. And, mm-hmm. and like, I, I see all these, these young girls just like growing up in, in an environment that's, that's pretty toxic in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, Anything that I can do to to sort of balance that or change that, I I want to do, and so that's that's the reason. No, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a noble cause. That's it what is. that is. Yeah, it's incredible. And um, and anything that you want to promote uh, that's by next Friday. Shade the changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shade. Yeah. Oh my god, no, shade is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I told Cecil as much, and and she was just like, oh my god, Kelly. Pick up rock stars too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Definitely. It's like m- mutual appreciation club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Megan, what would you like people to get out of it? Um, so I think I, I'm, I come from the I I'm the daughter of immigrants. I grew up in a very different. I actually grew up in South Africa. And I grew up in a very different environment. Um, what I learned is that it's it's the same but different in the sense that there are things that women are really good at and that need to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we are not men. We are women, and what I love about this is that that is the stories that we're telling. And um, what I think is amazing is that it's also empowering men to be feminists. I'm really lucky I'm marrying, like, the most ardent feminist uh, in the world, Mm -hmm. and he is a white boy from Iowa. Oh, there we go. You know, and it's just like, he is, you know, and it's just like, my friends, like, you know, like the people that we're friends mm-hmm. with, like, they're all just, they're these really, really strong men who are ardent feminists. And mm-hmm. I think that what's really nice about this is that they appreciate women and it's women appreciating women and like what makes us magical fucking creatures, yep. which yeah. I think we are, you know, <laughs> yes. um, sure. you know, and it's like, it's those differences. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and it's like, we work together. This is, you know, calling back to what you were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah. Like, this is, we're we're a team, mm-hmm. men and women. Yeah. You know, it's just like... We have to be supporting each other, or else what's the fucking point? Absolutely. You know? And, you know, like, what I learned as a kid is like, you know, especially in South Africa, because there's so much tension there. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. we work together. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. We work together, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's just like, I don't know why this is the last bastion, like... 
you know, we are the majority. Yeah. You know, there are more women on this planet. And, like, why is this the fucking sticking point? Like, this drives me nuts, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, we... Good question. Good question. It keeps me up at night, you know? Yeah, no, it's just, like, there's always, like, that point where something's got to break. Like, something gives, and then it's just, like, then it's the deluge. And then you're like, it doesn't stop now. It's like, it just keeps going. I kind of feel like maybe this is a reaction. What happened with like this terrible shit storm that happened mm-hmm. like this, this in the white house yeah. is, is a react is a direct reaction from that. Because I think that we are getting to the point where we are breaking that barrier. Yeah. Like this flood is coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. You well, know, anything like he screwed up because he unified all of the groups that have been like oppressed for so long. Yes. Yeah. Really, yes. Like, that, yes. That's, I, that's entirely definitely the, like the hope <laughs> that I'm clinging on to. No, it's absolutely. like, no, he was yeah. the great unifier absolutely of everyone right. hating him. <laughs> yes. Right. You're like, oh, you've been being screwed. You've been being screwed. You're yes. Like, hey. Yes. Hey guys, <laughs> we have something in common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's keep, Let's be screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be angry together. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's easy. No, but it is true, and it is bringing everyone together, and it's bringing, like, you know, immigrants, and I live in L.A., and I've been a minority in L.A. since I've lived in L.A. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, and it's like, it's bringing minority, like, immigrants together, it's bringing women together, it's bringing trans together it's bringing you know low-income people together mm-hmm. you know what i mean and yeah. like that's that's the, what we need to focus on this is how we move forward exactly no the intersectionality and which is becoming i mean it's a bigger issue now than i mean it's always been an issue mm-hmm. but making sure that everyone's included in you know like when the women's march put out the statement like who's involved pretty much everybody is it here was, yeah. it was it was everyone mm-hmm. everyone was there yeah and yes. it was important that everyone's there because yes. mm-hmm. if you left out someone, then it's just like, well, they didn't include these people. You can't give them an inch anymore. No. no. It's like, because the minute no. you do, then it's just like, you know, it's off and running and then suddenly you're the bad guy. Yeah. And it's like, and I think we've all been on the end of that at some point where it's just sure. like, you didn't do this, therefore you're completely, you know, wrong or something yeah. like that. So. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's, the, yeah, that's definitely the point. So I'm hoping that this, you know, this idea is like, yes, we are telling stories about women who have been excluded from history, and mm-hmm. that is fucking wrong, and yeah. we need to rectify that. But also, moving forward, this is how we move forward. This is how we get people involved. But also, this is how we get girls Mm-hmm. in the sciences. Yes. And I think that, like, I come from a family of scientists. This is why I'm so, like, science-oriented. Yeah. Like, I'm the weirdo that was like, I'm going to go draw things. And, <laughs> and they're like, why? Yeah. Glad <laughs> but doctors in my family. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah we were talking about that <laughs> yeah. the other night. And, you know, and it's just like, I think um, women in science, like, my brother is an engineer. Both my brother and my dad are engineers. And, like, they're like, there were two women in, like, in my brother's graduating class. Oh, of an entire school of engineers, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like... Yeah, that's not right. That's not how yeah. this is going to work. When you see those numbers, you're like, there could be way more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you and know, it's not like, that they're not interested, because in undergrad stuff, it's 50-50 or it's more women. It's that it's so hard to fight all those battles and be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, 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 true. it's not... For lack of people desiring this, it's, yeah, it's yeah. you have to prove yourself way more than anyone else. It's exactly. like, no, no, I deserve to be here, yeah. and I have to work like three times as hard. Right. Whereas you mm-hmm. give them the benefit of the doubt, and mm-hmm. but right. I don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. So exactly. yeah. 
oh, now I'm getting mad. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I started getting on my soapbox a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'm sleep deprived, and I had a glass and a half of wine, so now I'm like, let's let's get into the real shit right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no. that's where we're all at, right? Yeah, now. I know. I know. It's been a long day for sure. Uh, no, I mean it's great. And um, and do you want to promote anything for next Friday that'll be out, or any cons you're doing in the well, future? Yeah, we just uh, Rockstars number three came out last week. I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. Kelly and I are on. Okay. So. Promoting that shit. Alrighty. That's yeah. monthly. You can do Rock that. Do we, yeah. have, do we have one? The trade's coming out? Do you the know? trade's coming out in June. I don't okay. have the exact date yet. Yeah, so June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look out for June. I think you're for you guys. I think you're for everybody. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Val. It's your turn. Shut it down good. I'm going to shut it down good. I mean, it's Megan's like, end it big. I just get angry. You know, anger Anger's what got us here. Mm. But I'm going to end by saying it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's a celebration of women throughout history and the here and now. And it's a celebration of comics as an art form because it's unlike any other. And all I want to do is elevate it. So thank you all for being a part of it. That's yeah. awesome. Aww. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. You should I've put practiced. that in the list. Yeah. I've practiced, and I'm going to see if The Cure can actually like do a music bed for me when this comes out. Does anyone know Robert Smith's phone number? My husband is not a Cure fan, by the way. I'm oh, going to be man. in such trouble when I get home between my son and my husband. <laughs> I might not go home. <laughs> well, you can always live here for a while. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, let's, know, trash the, let's trash the hotel right now. <laughs> 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 well, on that note, we'll just... Uh... <laughs> Bienvenue